P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let it rock! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, that's a tape thing. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish! <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hey, Hoff fans, welcome to P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Summer Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, we're always ready to talk more Philip Summer Hoffman. And this is one of our uh, mid-month episodes, Kyle. Not a movie right now, but after happiness, I think we needed a break from movies, and that's totally fine. (laughs) But this is where we'll decide what movie we'll watch for our December or early December episode. And if you didn't listen to the happiness episode, I get it. It was long, but we kind of decided there that we would do more of a, uh, I don't know. I have some suggestions, but I think we would decide rather than put it out to vote. I think it's fair with it being election season. People have voted. That's fine. Let's, let's remove democracy from everyone and and Phyllis and Hoffman world. (laughs) Okay. I'm all for it. Corruption abroad. (laughs) Speaking of voting and elections and all that, not a lot of Hoffman news, and there's not a lot of news of other entertainment types, if you notice, like if you start to search things. You know, because so on my other show, High School Slumber Party, I do like a news segment, and the news was like hot for a while, and now it's pretty dead, because I think everyone's just focused on the election and all that. However, our main man, he's been in a lot of political movies. Yeah, I mean, you've got... um... Oh, why do I always forget the name of the documentary about the Green Party? Or he's part of the, the Green party's Party. The party's over. The party's over. And it's not necessarily about the no, Green Party. No, it's not party. about the Green Party. That was, yeah. He's part of the Green Party, I believe, in that point. He doesn't, like, specifically say, but at least it seems like it, I believe, at points. And that was uh, but he talks- Bush versus Gore. Yeah. That election. That election was another election where there's a lot of tension. Um, and the, honestly, I wish I watched that documentary again, because it's a nice little time capsule. And that's 20 years ago? That's crazy. Just think about that. Uh, yeah, but the party's over. Definitely check it out if you're like a Philip Seymour Hoffman junkie, because I think you get to see a totally different side of him. I don't think Didn't he they have like, another name as well? Just like how there was a pirate radio in the boat that rocked? Party's over, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Let's see. Hmm. What could it be? And obviously the other political films being Ides of March... And um, he plays a political figure in Hunger Games. Well, I was going to say, there's a lot more than we usually name. So, okay. But before that, I don't want to I don't want to drop this. The party's over. It actually came out in 2003, but it was about 2000. So I guess it took a long time to edit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I could have sworn there was an alternate title, but I don't see one listed here, which is weird. So it says... The film is the first sequel to the documentary The Last Party. And a third one was named The After Party, The Last Party 3. But I only think Philip Seymour Hoffman's in one. Oh, wow. The Last Party? The star is Robert Downey Jr. Oh, interesting. And it's from 1992. 
Jesus Christ. 92, so that's, I mean, it's about the election of... Bush Clinton. George H.W., yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the party's over is 2000, but 2003... But it's 2000, we know that, we watched the movie. And then the third one, I didn't know they made a third one. Hmm. That was about... Was that about uh, Obama McCain? Or Obama... Let's see, uh, he was caught in the mass arrest during the 2004 National Repu- Republican National Convention... I guess 2004 election. So that was... Uh, Bush Kerry. Bush, Bush Kerry, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. And that does, doesn't seem like that as a celebrity who... Andre Benjamin. This one... Okay. <laughs> this seems like the third one just has like a bunch of celebrities. Like it just splices them. There's not like a lead celebrity like the first two. <laughs> Weird. Regardless, uh, check out The Party's Over. But Kyle, you start to name the others. And, you know, let's go through them. Ides of March. I think that's the biggest election one maybe not the biggest charlie wilson's war is equally as political yeah but ides and march is more about elections and getting someone elected especially elected to president so that's definitely like the most even though it takes place in primary season that's definitely the most election related hoffman watch oh for sure and such a such a good one yeah, like I love that movie because it just really shows the inner workings of a campaign. I think it's so cool. I think it's so fun, scary, a little bit of a not scary in a horror sense, but scary in like a it it switches from like hopeful election movie to like holy shit, what is going on? And that's that's directed by George Clooney, right? George Clooney, who's the president in the movie. Well, well sorry. Not, well, yeah. Running for president. It's assumed that he's getting elected president, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so um, I feel like this is like an audio blog, and the blog would be titled like, Philip Seymour Hoffman movie, so watch during election season. Um, <laughs> but again, the other one we just named, Charlie Wilson's War, and not so much election stuff, but very political, backroom political dealings. Charlie Wilson's a congressman, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, lobbying and... Yeah, you, secrecy. You see why it's important old... to vote uh, and elect certain people that will actually do the hard work, or maybe you know, or hold them accountable. For sure, for sure. And of course, he's not an elected official. Wait, does he ever play an elected official? I mean, we might have to fast forward to what you said, Kyle. The Hunger Games. I don't know if he's elected because I don't know if they have elections. But that's where he has the most kind of political position. The like the game architect is kind of a political position there. But even still. He never truly plays an elected politician. It's always like a behind-the-scenes guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In, a, in different ways. So I think that's interesting, and I think he's perfect for those roles. But, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. The Hunger Games, especially his role in it, very political as well. Yeah, and it's always interesting, like, you know, that I think what he was technically supposed to then... Or is he in the movie? Like, I mean, you know, unfortunately he passed away... So we get that, like, her reading the letter at the end, and uh, you know, Woody Harrelson drops it off to her, and it's a letter from his character Plutarch, and I think that was supposed to be, like, an in-person conversation versus her reading yeah. the letter, but um, he is he the temporary, like, head of the new government now? Oh, I don't remember. Let's I think there's see. something something along those lines, or, like... Because it is like Julianne Moore, but then she ends up... Yeah, being a little a Boogie person. Nights reunion there. Oh, Boogie Nights and technically Big Lebowski. And Magnolia. 
And Magnolia, yeah. Oh, Julianne Moore and him. Again, they might not have shared the screen a lot together, but they were in a lot of films together, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. He was always booming her from a distance. So he was in the new government, but apparently he wasn't the temporary leader or anything like that. Yeah, well, I think it was going to be, I mean, he's like sitting around the table when they're talking about who they're going to vote for, so I don't know. In the book, he's named Secretary of Communications, but who knows? Regardless, it's still political in that too and there's one more movie kyle that i don't i don't you might remember you might not but he's a rather political character small mm. role god's pocket <laughs> no uh small. i mean look if you want to say like that kind of political like <laughs> political in his own world yeah because you could also count the master you could also count doubt because he uses oh like, yeah politics in those roles but i mean Wait, like so he has a small role that the, his character is in politics or the movie kind of is no. po- political he has a small role where his character is very politically active i don't necessarily say he's in politics i don't want to mislead you oh is it is isn't he like kind of politically charged in next stop wonderland correct yeah he's like an activist yeah like greenpeace kind of right or something yeah something like that i don't know and he's always like protesting and he's yeah so that's the movie. That's <laughs> wow, it. I I'm very proud of myself for thinking of that. I just think because like, he's also wearing like a kind of like an army green jacket in the scene. Oh yeah, and so just like he has like he has like a very like the like cliche of like what I don't know protesters protesters from like Vietnam War era until I don't know somewhat recently kind of like their get up. Yeah, for sure, uh, and. You know, that's, I think, a, it's not really a Philip Seymour Hoffman film, but it's a film I'd also like to, maybe not for a rewatch series because no one would tune in, but uh, because it's just not a popular movie. But it's a movie I'd like to rewatch again just because I, I'm curious to see, you know, if I would enjoy it. I know it he's like a romantic he, comedy, right? Yeah, I know he's like early on, right? Very he early. Breaks yeah. up with her outside. He might come back towards the end. But, like, he, he breaks up with her outside, and then he gives her a VHS tape that has him on it. Like, the reasons why he broke up with her. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I'll have but to. But again, it was so long ago. Well, you can rent or buy it on Prime for three ninety nine. so. Ooh. There you go. Let's see. So, uh, another article. It's not a recent article. It's actually, like, an older article that I had open here that I wanted to peruse quick on air was Phil Zimmer Hoffman's eight political moments from the website Politico. Politico. And, it, and they published it around when he died, mm-hmm. you know, probably just trying to take it. It's a political website. So probably just trying to take advantage of his name, his death. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't mean to be a dick about it, but you know what I mean? So let's see what they have. What are the eight moments? So they have the parties over. Maybe, they have, maybe a most wanted man, right? Because he's like a spy in it. I don't know. It's somewhat political. True, true. I mean, he's in the, some levels of the German government, so yeah. it's not crazy. Okay, so it has Ides of March, too. Oh, they have a quote from him during the Ides of March press tour, if you want to know his political leanings at the time there. Sure. Let's see. This is a direct quote. What's going on in the States right now is that a minority of people are controlling the argument, and that's really maddening. It's hard not to be disenchanted because every day we read about how nothing can get done and there's a lot of stonewalling going on. Isn't that like what's always happening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a pretty like overarching kind of statement. Uh, they, they do count the master here. Okay. Even though, you know, I get it, I get it. Charlie Wilson's war. Oh, God. This is 
good, but I don't know if I would count it. Remember that uh, Liberty thing he did where he was oh, like a revolutionary yeah. warrior soldier for PBS? <laughs> sure, because this is because he was in Washington's army. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's not like a political figure in that. He's a soldier, so whatever. But I do like that documentary, so whatever. <laughs> oh, and then, Kyle, you're right. They do list a most wanted man. Oh, okay. So, there you go. Gunther Bachmann is never out of sight. Is he a uh, political figure in Schenectady, New York? Uh, I don't think so. Well, he's in control of an entire New York City. <laughs> He's like a dictator. He's like an arms dealer in Mission Impossible 3. Is that... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we could really stretch this out if we really wanted to. (laughs) But yeah, guys, check out some of the movies we mentioned. You know, I think it'd be really cool if if we remembered his legacy during this time of such weird politicalness to, you know, by just uh, watching some of his films. It, It could be a nice distraction. Who knows? I'm not saying you need to distract yourself. That's not what I'm saying. If you're excited by what's going on, great. If you're mad by what's going on, I'm not going to say great, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But if you are looking for that Hoffman distraction, plenty of options in his milieu. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. And a good form of escapism, uh, except for happiness, because they'll just make you really depressed. No. Look, if we want a depressed series, we could do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> but let's not. <laughs> so, Kyle... I kind of want to bring The Wheel of Hoffman back. I know we talked about like just picking a movie, but I had so much fun spinning the wheel. And we used to spin it for like what would be on the ballot. But let's just spin it for, for I don't know, for good old Hoffman's sake. And okay, you're just spinning it and whatever it lands on is what we're covering next. Whatever it lands on is what we're, we're covering next for our December. Let's see. Our December... Oh, we get some time. Our December 7th episode. Ah, nice. Love a good buffer. <laughs> All right, I'm going to spin. Are you ready? Uh, I'm, I'm always ready. There's not a lot on the wheel, by the way. I know, look, we didn't put all his movies on the wheel. We've disclosed that previously. There's only one, two, three, four... There's only five more movies on the wheel. Do you, Actually, do you want me to read what they are first? Please, read. What, what are the... Uh, what we qualify as the five remaining films that he has substantial role in. Yes. Okay, so it's A Most Wanted Man. Magnolia. Yeah, Gunther Buckman. Phil, Magnolia. Phil Palmer. <laughs> Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> oh, what's his character's name? Owen Davies. Yeah, Owen, like yeah Owen Davies, yeah. A Late Quartet and The Hunger Games Catching Fire. All right. So let's spin this wheel. Dollar bets, dollar bets. Uh, a Late Quartet, I'm guessing. Well, it was one of the movies we talked about today. Not a late quartet, but The Hunger Games, Catching Fire. Ooh, Catching Fire. I'm kind of in the mood to watch that. Yeah, chestnuts roasting on a catching fire. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Isn't that what, like, the, that, when they die, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it was like, ah, like then, (laughs) the bird sound. Oh. uh, And then it it, kind of, like, whistled, like, a little, like, song. I can't do it, but we'll find out soon. All right, Kyle, <laughs> excited to watch Catching Fire with you. Hopefully we can do it in person, but if not, because obviously there's a rise of COVID, shout out to our healthcare heroes, but if not, we'll definitely do it remotely, but we'll have that episode for you December 7th. Good little, like you said, Christmas film, but I, I feel like <laughs> December is a time for blockbusters. That's definitely a blockbuster film, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, and you know, when they're out, in the Hunger Games, you know, it's uh, like they're just reindeer games. 
and then they get dropped present <laughs> they get dropped presents from the sky to help them win, right? Or stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll find a way. To There's uh, um, uh, why am I trying? Why am I blanking on his uh, Kiefer? Not Kiefer. Donald Sutherland looks like Santa. So there you go. <laughs> oh, I did forget something, Kyle. I forgot to mention there is another movie on the wheel. That I didn't mention, Cold Mountain. Oh yeah, that would have been a good. I feel like there's a Christmas scene in that movie. I think so, right? So that did not win, but that's okay. It'll win eventually. We'll get to all these. Um, so, Kyle, I just want to say, uh, you know, Happy Thanksgiving. Obviously, I'll talk to you before then. It's not. This is not the only platform we talk on. Yeah, but you'll, uh, you'll be on my podcast for a Thanksgiving-related film. But yes, happy that's right. We 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 got us. We got to set that up. And speaking of your podcast, why don't you tell the Hall fans out there what it's all about? Well, while there might have been a, a quietness in the realm of Philip Seymour Hoffman, or even like you were saying with some news for High School Slumber Party, people are always eating. So there's just always food True. news out there. And uh, oh, yeah. you selfish person. <laughs> there, there, there are people who oh. aren't eating, oh, especially well, these holidays. It's still something to too. talk about. Uh, yes, very true. <laughs> but yes, so my podcast, Foodie Films, we talk food-centric movies, and then I also do episodes called First Cuts, where I speak with individuals. Most of the time they work in the food or drink industry, or they're just big-time foodies and you know, just people I really want to sit down and get, and get to know. So check out Foodie Films, along with, obviously, all the other wonderful podcasts on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Including my other podcast, High School Slumber Party, where we talk high school films. Well, Kyle, you've done it every time. Why don't you take us out again? And looking forward, of course, to watching Hunger Games Catching Fire with you. But this this line is from another movie we've watched plenty of times. Almost Famous. Do you remember what it is? Do you remember? Well, of course, and, and we you know we talked about it on your podcast, High School Slumber, Slumber Party, as well. So, uh, yeah, it's stay on cool.